Welcome back to the Spring Breakers who are away this last week. I guess it was two weeks ago now, but first Sunday back from that. Um, I want to welcome to all of our new guests who may be with us either in the service or um, online today as well. Uh, we've mentioned this before, but if you're in service here, we have those QR codes in the back of the chairs that you can scan. Um, for those of you online, you can click on that link that'll appear. That'll just bring you to this little form on our website that you guys can fill out. At, uh, we have a couple questions for you. You can ask some questions to us. Take you about a minute to do. And if you do that, we'll send you guys a pretty sweet gift in the mail later this week. Just for th- saying thanks to, for doing that and hanging out with us today. Um, for, to get things rolling today and worship... Um, actually, the whole team, all four of us today, are going to be leading songs, leading um, you guys in worship and singing. Um, so I thought it would be appropriate for all of us to do the call to worship. So we're going to read um, verses from Psalm 47 together. So hear these words as we prepare our hearts for worship. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. For the Lord Most High is awesome, the great King over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, peoples under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. God has ascended amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praise. I mean, let's stand together and praise. without hope with no place to begin love made a way to let mercy come in death was arrested and my life began ash was redeemed only beauty remains my orphan heart was given to dance when death was arrested and my life began oh your grace so free washes over me you have made me new now life begins with you it's your end this love pouring down on us you have made us new now life begins with you release from my chains I'm a prisoner no more my shame was a ransom he faithfully of my dead and he called me his friend when death was arrested and my life began oh your grace so free washes over me you have made me new now life begins 
begins with you. It's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new. Now life begins with you. Our Savior displayed on a criminal's cross. Darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost. But then Jesus arose with our freedom in hand. That's when death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes us.
you are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful Yes, you have All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am Of the goodness of God. Sing it out this morning. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, surrendered now, I give you Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, surrendered now, I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. All my life you have been faithful, oh God. All my life you have been so, so good with every Of the goodness of God I'm gonna sing I'm gonna sing All my life you have been faithful Oh God All my life you have been so, so good With every breath
Yourself away. 
presence. God is good. We sing a lot about God's goodness and his kindness today. And so many times um, we find ourselves in a place where the things of life can pull us away from realizing that goodness and that kindness. So I want to give us some, some moments this morning just to spend time on our own reflecting and talking to God, um, putting before him the things that pull you away from that knowledge. Maybe the, the stress of life, the anxiety um, of schoolwork, of, of family life, of friends, depression maybe pulling you away. Just let's spend some time in prayer and lift those things to God this morning. Yes, God, we do believe the words that we sing this morning, that you are kind, that you are good. And no matter what our past may be, no matter what things are mulling around in the back of our heads right now that we're thinking about, God, you've redeemed all of those things. You died on the cross to set us free from those sins, from those things that may be pulling us away from you. So God, help us this morning just to rest in that goodness, that knowledge that you are good and that you are faithful in what you say. You are faithful in the promises that we read in Scripture that you are for us. God, thank you that you are our rock that we can stand on and trust in. It's your name we pray. Amen. You guys can take a seat. Thank you. Well, hello. Good morning. You're out there. My name is Kathy Dreyer, so I'm going to introduce myself first before we head in. So I was born in Korea. I was adopted to the United States from a, a, into the family of a family who, who moved from Chicago. I have always lived in Holland, Michigan. I am the, I'm married to Jim, and we have four children and four grandchildren. Um, let's see, what else I was going to say. I, oh, thank you. Thank you, Sunrise and Dan, for inviting me. So I am a children's ministry pastor, family pastor. So children out there, if you need to walk around or get something, it doesn't undo me. I'm used to it. I love children, and I love the families that surround them. So, again, thank you. We're going to do... A little talking about the lost coin, but before I get there, let me start with this from Deuteronomy. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Ichad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
And I always understood that to clearly mean God is one, the one and only. And then a friend of mine who teaches Hebrew said it means more than one, Kathy. It means wholeness, one in wholeness. When God created the heavens and the earth, he created them in wholeness, to work together as one, man and woman, creation and God, all together. And then Eve and Adam ate the fruit, and the wholeness was broken. And ever since that day, God is bringing us back into wholeness, oneness, ichad. God is one, like a circle, like a flock of a hundred sheep, like a woman's ten coins. Pray with me. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you for this day, for your reckless love that will keep pursuing us, running after us, to enfold us in your arms, to bring us back into oneness. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I asked Pastor Dan about the series that you're in, and I understand it's the kingdom. So the disciples are living in the days of between Easter and Ascension Day. And I was kind of thinking like, Dan, I wonder what they were thinking. So Jesus is alive. He's moving amongst them and, in, and, and, and encouraging them, equipping them for what they need before he ascends into heaven. And I kind of wonder, were the disciples kind of thinking, you know those stories he told along the way? Did they hear them with new ears and see them with new eyes as to what Jesus was trying to tell them? So come with me to the hillside as the people are gathering to listen to Jesus. Luke starts chapter 15, and that's where the story comes from. Um, with this line. It says, Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus' audience in this story are tax collectors, sinners, leaders in the church, and teachers of the law. The lost and the found, or is it the found and the lost? Jesus, the rabbi, the teacher, the storyteller, tells three stories, and I think in a row. So he starts, you may be familiar with them, there's the lost sheep, the lost coin, and then what we like to call is the lost son. So I'm going to start with the lost sheep. I love that in the reckless love of God, we speak of that. So out in the wilderness, out in the lands, out in the pasture lands, there is a shepherd who has 100 sheep, and he loses one. So I'm thinking, I'm in the audience listening to this, and most people in that audience, I don't think there were shepherds, because they're out in the fields watching their sheep. 
And I'm thinking to myself, well, if I'm one of those people listening, I'm going, this is a shepherd with a hundred sheep. He loses one. That's not that big a deal. I'm sure in the spring there will be lambs that are born into the flock. He can replace that one sheep. What is one sheep? But if you know the shepherd of that time and Jesus' time, every single sheep was important to the shepherd. Every single one. That shepherd had helped birth each of the lambs. That shepherd knew each of his sheep. He had led them from patch of grass to patch of grass out in the arid fields there. He'd kept them healthy. He brought them, he, he healed their hurts. In fact, that shepherd would sleep with his flock like a human gate in their stone-walled pen. Every single sheep was important to that shepherd. So he went out, he left the 99, and he went out to find the little one. And when he found his lost sheep, he hoisted it on his shoulders, and he carried it back, and he gathered his friends and neighbors and said, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. Jesus' punchline to this first story says, I tell you, in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Are the people kind of leaning back and listening? Well, that was kind of an interesting story. But Jesus goes on, and it seems like he kind of gets the scope a little closer He moves from the out pasture lands to inside a house and a woman with ten coins. He goes on to say, Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Now this is what it might have looked like for that woman to have ten coins. It might have been her dowry, and they would attach that to a string all together, and they might wear it on their head. Isn't that a good look? What do you think, Addison? Sam, would you like to try? And this is something that was precious to her. So 10 silver coins could also have been 10 days wages. And because Jesus specifically says it's a woman, it could have been her dowry. So every coin had meaning. The coins were not only Valuable in sense their money, but the sentiment behind them and the future investment for her family. So if you have only 10 coins and you lose one, now it gets a little harder to ignore. And I wonder if the people leaned in a little. We can all understand this money thing. And then Jesus goes on to say what happens. So she loses a coin. And I'm thinking, you know, if I had my ten coins strung to this chain and I lost one, you would always notice that little missing link. So what does she do? She goes to the house and she lights a lamp, sweeps the house, and searches carefully until she finds it. Now, in our house, whenever we lose something, especially me, I can lose little things, my husband Jim gets out a flashlight even if it's daylight. Sometimes I think, a flashlight? I mean, it's, it's daylight. But 
he kind of shines it back and forth in the area where I think I lost it. And that light seems to pick up the light that is reflecting off of whatever it is that I've lost. It, it could be a small nail. It could be the earring back. Have you ever lost the back of your little earring? Or my sewing needle. He dreads my sewing needle falling on the ground. But there's that little glint of silver as he sweeps that flashlight back and forth. So this woman, after lighting the lamp, she sweeps and searches carefully. In my mind, I can see her doing this. And I understand that the, stone, the floor in the homes could have been stone. So lots of little places for a coin to slip in. And I think I see her going quadrant by quadrant, if she's like my husband. First this area. Move everything over. Sweep. Shine the light. Move everything back that way. Next area. Going carefully. And I wonder, it doesn't say, did it take an hour? Did it take a day? Did it take a week that she diligently searched? Jim's father, my father-in-law, lost his wallet in our garage. He was ready to go home after helping Jim with a project, and he noticed, oh, my wallet is gone. No panic. They started looking through the whole garage. Now, they were in an area, so you could kind of look carefully in that area. And then he thought, no, no worrying. I went to the gas station before I came here. I paid for my gas, so I know I had the wallet then. Call the gas station. They hadn't seen it but they would keep their eyes open. That's okay. So now my father-in-law has no credit cards. He's a cash-only-in-the-wallet kind of person. So there wasn't credit card loss. And a little bit of money, the license he could replace. Not a problem. And, you know, Jim would also, every time he would go through the garage, just kind of look again. What my father-in-law had in his wallet that was most precious to him was a photograph of his wife. She's a young woman, and she's looking at the camera with that sweet smile, the sweet smile that he had lost when she died about 10 years ago. And that picture was precious to him. So we would look. And he would wonder. And you know, he wouldn't replace his wallet. Oh, no. Somehow he had a feeling that it was somewhere there. Not truly lost. Somewhere findable. You know, he got a wallet from, I'm not even sure, I think maybe his grandson that opened and closed with Velcro. And every time he would open it, he would be reminded of the wallet he lost, and he would relay the story about the lost wallet. So now everyone, everywhere knew. It was about six months later, Jim went to the garage to get the ladder to work on our flat roof. There, on the edge of the ladder, sitting flat, was my father-in-law's wallet. I'm telling you, if he could, he would have had a party. And we all would rejoice. He called his grandchildren. He called all of us to say it was found. And the first thing he did when he opened it was pull out that picture. 
That's what it's like to go after something that's lost. And that's what this woman does. In verse 9, it says, When she finds the coin, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I found my lost coin. And with a similar punchline, Jesus adds, In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, Jesus isn't talking about things that are lost, that are gone. Like, my youth is gone. Like that first job you had in sixth grade. Or maybe the favorite outfit you wore in the first day of school. Those things are gone. Jesus is talking about things that are lost, that are findable, that are so precious to you that you'll do anything to find it. Jesus' story is a kingdom story about people who are lost, searched for, found, repent, and the community is made whole again. Made whole again. The coin, even though it was lost, never loses its value. Like Dad's wallet, No matter where it was lost to, it still held all of its value. Do you remember another coin story? You go a few chapters forward to Luke 20, and there is another coin story. Let me read it for you. So, let's see, i got to find... So, a few spies are in the crowd... And they're listening and questioning Jesus, hoping to trick him into saying something that would be arrest-worthy. And this is what it says. Teacher, we know that you speak and teach what is right, and that you do not show partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with truth. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus sees through their duplicity and says to them, Show me a denarius. Whose image and inscription are on it? Caesar's, they replied, and Jesus says to them, then give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. The coin had the imprint of Caesar on it. The coin had its value because Caesar was standing behind that coin saying, that's valuable, I will pay you what that coin is worth. Whose imprint is on each of you? Who are you made in the likeness of? God. And we are so valuable to God that he searches and pursues us, looks for us. When one sinner comes back to the community, there is wholeness being brought back into the community. Being found is brought back to oneness in God. So Jesus tells stories that take root in our heart so we can see others. Who do you see in the story? Who do you know out in the pasture lands? that needs to be found and brought home? Who do you know in your house, so close in your house, your community, that needs to be found and brought back so we can be in oneness again? 
Can you picture them? Do you see someone? We as a community need to be whole, and that can't happen until the lost are brought back home. Jesus tells stories that take root in our heart so that we can see others and ourselves. Where do you see yourself in the story? I know I would like to see myself as the finder. You know, preaching the truth of God's word and his everlasting love, telling people of their worth in God's creation, treating them in such a way as to bring glory to God. I like to see myself as the finder in the story, the shepherd that never gives up, the woman searching diligently for the lost coin. But this is what struck me as I was reading over and over this It says in Isaiah 53 that we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. Every day we live our lives trying to do our best, do the best that we can with our life and our ministry, no matter where we work. But we get lost. We think the wrong thoughts. We say the wrong things. We don't look like Jesus. We don't pray with meaning or spend time in God's word. And at the end of the day, we may have stepped over someone we should have helped. At the end of the day, we may have said words that would kill someone's character. We all stray and get lost, and Jesus is ever lighting the lamp to find us, to bring us back into the wholeness of the kingdom. Let me ask, do you have a rhythm of your day? Devotions in the morning or at night? What would it look like if every day you spent some time confessing talking your day through with God, repenting, feeling forgiven and brought back into wholeness, all the pieces of the day being brought back into the wholeness of God. In repenting, one makes a change toward God and we, you and I, we need to do this every day. Day we, we need to repent, to feel forgiven, loved, and found into wholeness, to bring all the pieces of our day together. And it's in this wholeness that you find every day that gives you the message to speak out, to preach out, to reach out to your neighbor, to your family, to the community, to the world, to speak the kingdom truth that God loves them, pursues them, wants to bring them into the wholeness of his love and his word and his truth, into the kingdom. This is the wholeness that gives you the ability 
to go out with the good news, to be an outpost of the kingdom of God, a gateway in for those who need to find it. The kingdom of God is shalom and wholeness, and we are the messengers of this truth in our life and for others. That's my five pages. I said to Dan, I don't know if I have all that time to talk, but I want to end it this way. So there's a song by Hillsong United that reminds us that we are never, ever alone. God is always with us, and that means in God we are always found and whole. This line gives me hope, and it says, And should I ever need reminding what power set me free, there is a grave that holds nobody, and now that power lives in me. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, pray with me, please. God of heaven and earth, shepherd of our lives, you love us with an abounding, overflowing, reckless love. From the beginning of time when Adam and Eve turned their backs, you have been pursuing us to bring us into wholeness. And we thank you, God, that you never lose sight of us no matter where we may wander, and no matter where we go, we are always of value to you. May we turn to you every day. Fill ourselves with the power of your rising from the grave. And preach that truth to whomever will hear. Amen. We're going to sing a song together in worship, um, sing the song that Kathy mentioned, actually. But we're also going to take this time to um, give of our tithes and offerings. Um, we can do that at the end of the service in the bucket um, in the back by that table. Otherwise, you can scan that QR code in front of you and go to our website and do it that way. And online, you guys can click that link and um, give. But we give because God's been generous to us, and we can be generous back to him to sow into the kingdom um, so into what Sunrise is doing to transform the world with God's grace and love. So let's sing another in the fire together. There's a grace when the heart is under fire Another way when the walls are closing in And when I look at the space between Where I used to be and this reckoning I know I will never be alone There was another in the fire Standing next to me, there was another in the waters. 
holding back the seas. Should I ever need reminding of how I've been set free? There is a cross that bears the burden where another died for me. There is another in the fire. stand together. All my dead left for dead beneath the waters. I'm no longer a slave to my sin anymore. Should I fall in the space between what remains of me and this reckoning? Either way, I won't bow to the things of this world. I know I will never be alone There is another in the fire Standing next to me There is another in the waters Holding back the seas Should I ever need reminding Of what power set me free There is a grave that holds nobody and that power lives in me is another in the fire. Oh, is another in the fire. Oh, there is another in the fire. Oh, is another in the fire. I can see the light in the darkness as the darkness bows to Him. I can hear the roar in the heavens as the space between where's in. I can feel the ground shake beneath us as the prison walls cave in. Nothing stands between us. Nothing stands between us. There is no other name but the name that is Jesus. He who was and still is and will be through it all. So come what may in the space between all the things unseen and this reckoning. I know I will never be. I know I will never be alone. There is another in the fire standing next to me. There'll be another in the waters holding back the seas. Should I ever need reminding of how good you've been to me? How could the joy come every battle? Cause I know that's where you'll be Cause I can see the light in the darkness As the darkness bows to Him I can hear the roar 
in the heavens as the space between wasted i can feel the ground shape beneath us as the prison walls came in oh nothing stands between us nothing stands between us to be another in the water fire standing next to me Another in the waters, holding back the seas. Should I ever need reminding of how good you've been to me? I count the joy come every battle, cause I know you're where you'll be. I count the joy come every battle, cause I know that's where you'll be. Count the joy, come everybody, cause you know that's where you'll be. I count the joy, come everybody, cause you know that's where you'll be. I count the joy, come everybody, cause you know that's where you'll be. When you find your oneness in God every day, you will be able to stay upright in this upside-down world. You live an Easter message, and with that oneness and wholeness of God, you will be able to speak it, preach it, say it in your life and in your words. And that is the power we go in today and every day. Go in grace and peace. Amen.